0: Far as I'm concerned, they are absolutely the best lead generation firm in the business for economic developers. Call them at 514 488 3168 and see how Research FDI can help you create real prospects.
1: Hello and welcome to this week's special edition of the Next Move Group We Are Jobs podcast. This is your host, CEO Chuck Sexton, and I'm joined today by our co founders, Chad Chancellor and Alex Mesker.
0: Glad to be here, Chuck. How's it going, Chuck?
1: I'm glad you could both find some spare time to join me on the podcast to talk about one of our favorite things in the world. Well, You better tell them what we're going to talk about. They'll be done. They'll be done. Turn this one off. We're talking about the Derby. We're going to talk about betting on horses and drinking bourbon.
0: (laughs) So these Kentucky. These Kentucky people get into Kentucky Derby, and uh, I would say I do myself. Uh, I've been to seven or eight now, so I I don't know how to read all the... uh, Every time I go, I have to ask, they give you these sheets when you go to Kentucky Derby or any race up there, and you're supposed to be able to look at this sheet, and it'll tell you, this horse did this on the grass, and this horse did this on the dirt, and this horse did this when it ran. I I no more know how to read that than the man on the moon. so I I will tell you how I pick my horses, but if you want real expertise, these people have to tell you to do that well, I don't well know, and I don't
2: Alex had a, a chance
1: to see some horses the other day at Keeneland didn't you
2: I did that's what I was gonna say it's not like we just uh, us Kentucky boys just get excited over the Kentucky Derby we get excited over the Oaks we get excited over Keeneland uh anything that has to do with horses running around we uh we get pretty excited as a state as a whole that's for sure so i did make the spring meet at keeneland and uh i did not have a very good day betting but a good buddy of mine hit five exactas in the same day so a lot of wow. the favorites were hitting it was a beautiful weather day the track was uh the track was pristine so a lot of the favorites won but still he had a he had a much better day than me
0: you had to tell these people what an exact to me
2: <laughs> i forget uh exact is when you hit the first and second horse so if you uh you can box it meaning you can get the first and second horse in any position so you're just trying to hit the uh the winning horse and the placing horse and if you box it you can get them in either position but yeah a uh, good buddy of mine uh from illinois he uh, he hit five of those on the same day
1: yeah and if you box it it's a little more expensive So uh, you're basically making multiple, you're making more bets when you put a box on a a exacta or a trifecta or a superfecta type bet. But a lot of people just like betting on whatever favorite horse they've got. I mean, that's something I have done in the past is I really just got into doing uh, exactas, trifectas, superfectas, all those those bets. And there's lots of different bets you can do. There's some I, I can't even understand, but for the longest time, I would just bet on this horse. And I'd say, okay, well, I'm going to put this much on the favorite. And then I will pick a long shot for this race and and putting this much on it too. And the thing about, um, Derby, the first year I went with Chad, we were, we were in the jockey suites, but the night before, um, let's see, we went to the Oaks and the night before the Derby, we had that guy come and speak to us at that dinner. Do you remember him? He came and and Alex was there too. and, And he came and spoke to us and he was like this professional expert. Uh, horse picker
0: yeah that's right he was the world's greatest horse picker
1: and and he had uh uh, he said reach under your seats and he had the program for the next day for derby day and he went through several races with us and one of the things i learned from him and it has paid off is if you're going to bet on a long shot you bet on a long shot on either a short race or a turf race Because those long shot horses, if you notice, will start out real fast and then they kind of peter out there towards the end. And and your favorites, uh, they will pace themselves throughout a long race. But the long shots have a better shot at winning on those shorter races, you know, the six and a half furlong races, for example, or on the turf. And the reason he said turf, if y'all remember, he said when you are betting on a turf race, you really want to pay attention to who the jockey is. The jockey pay, obviously the jockeys are important in any race, but they're even more important on the turf. And so I've done that several times. I've hit several 20 to one, 30 to one shots. And of course, every time you do that, you put maybe $20, $30 down and you wish you to put 200 or $300 down on the long shots. Well, the
0: well, I was Kentucky one dirty. time with a man. I was one time with a man at Kentucky Oaks. I won't say who he is to protect the innocent, but uh, he, he put out, I don't know how much on a four, on a superfecta. And he boxed it, whatever that means. And he got those four horses in order and ended up walking out of there with $60,000. And, I mean, didn't bet, but I don't know, $20 or $30. Either. Didn't You know, bet a whole lot of money and walked out of Churchill Downs with $60,000 on, on Kentucky Oaks Day. He did not win one race on Kentucky Derby Day the next day.
2: He probably was okay with that, too, after his uh, good old Kentucky <laughs> Oaks
0: Day. <laughs> I'm sure he was. But, well, you know, he was
2: smart. He probably took
1: 5000 of that and said, this is what I'm betting tomorrow, and I'm keeping the rest. Well, what is
0: the weather going to be, Chuck? Have you looked? So the last two derbies I went to, it rained. I did not. I have not been to a derby since COVID. For that, I went every year. The last two I went to, it rained. And the one for that, it was 30 degrees. It was so cold, you couldn't see straight. Have you looked to see what the weather is going to be in Louisville this weekend?
1: As of right now, it is supposed to be, uh, there's a chance of rain, okay? Uh, but it's not a big chance of rain. It's not like it's supposed to rain all day long, like it has at past derbies we've been to. Uh, but Saturday, Derby Day, is a much less chance of rain, high 60s. Friday, there's a chance of thunderstorms on Oaks Day, but uh, it's supposed to be in the mid-70s on, on Friday.
2: So. What is the percentage of thunderstorm chance? So it, You're telling us there will not be a muddy track, which is what they say whenever it's, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be raining at that moment, but if it's rained a lot during the morning or the, the afternoon before the race, the track will get real ruddy and messy, and, and that's another way some long shots can kind of come in and hit.
1: Right. I don't I don't see the radar in front of me, obviously, but uh, the the higher chance of rains on Friday, which means what's happening on Saturday is probably gonna happen in the morning, which will allow some of that track to dry up by the time the uh, afternoon, late afternoon, early evening race of the Derby. So it shouldn't be too muddy for the Derby race.
0: Well, what I'm looking at is 80% thunderstorms on Friday. That's right. 40% on Saturday. So I bet that track's gonna be wet.
2: You all take some long shots on Friday then.
1: Well, like country country house uh, on uh, in 2019. That was the last one I went to because of COVID. And uh, the lady sitting next to me, we had a table in the jockey suites and had some Canadians uh, that were looking at putting a, a facility in Kentucky. They ended up doing it, do by the way, uh, with us. And um, the lady next to us bet on that country house. It was 65 to one shot, and she won $30,000. She didn't make a big bet either, but it was, you know, it hit it one. So,
0: well, uh, the first one I went to was beautiful weather. So where we're sitting is in the jockey suite. So we won't get, you know, we won't get rained on, but, uh, but it still runs the, it doesn't run it, but it does deteriorate from the atmosphere I tell people the Kentucky Derby, the 90 minutes before the Derby, they have a race ahead of it, whatever race number it is. And then you wait for 90 minutes and while you wait uh the owners and all their entourage and i mean entourage it'll be a hundred people with a horse they they walk across the track with their horse to put them in this uh, uh paddock or whatever and then they come out in the band to play at my old kentucky home and half the people will cry and it, the whole thing is a show and it really you can literally feel the momentum building now the last two i went to it rained so hard you couldn't feel that so even though we won't be rained on inside Uh, I don't want it to rain nonetheless because it kind of dampers the spirit the night before, hopefully it won't rain the night before the, the the Friday night in Louisville uh, uh, is a tremendous night as well. So uh, hopefully, hopefully if it's going to rain, it'll be out of there by nighttime.
1: Yeah, I agree. And uh, I wanted to get uh, Alex to maybe start with his picks. Uh, And the reason is because he's the one of us who actually got to go to Keeneland. And for those of you who don't know, In Kentucky, there are folks who, obviously, everybody knows Churchill Downs in Louisville, but in Kentucky, everybody knows what Keeneland is. It's in Lexington. It's a beautiful track. I think it's the most beautiful track in the state, probably in the southeast. It is right outside of the city, uh, downtown Lexington, near the airport, set amongst all the horse farms. It's gorgeous. And they do a spring meet and a fall meet. And it's something that we've talked about next move group of having uh, maybe an event around the spring meet of Keeneland in the off years that we're not in New Orleans. I think that's something we might do in the future because it's a great it's a great thing to go to. But Alex got a chance to go uh, this year. I didn't get a chance to. I've been too busy. So do you have picks? What would you say are your top three for the Derby? Let's talk top picks first and then we can talk long shots.
2: Well, it really depends on the pace, but yes, as, as you're right, Keeneland is, uh, and a lot of the people in the Southeast, uh, when they play road games at, at Kentucky during the October fall meet, they, they get up and come a day early to make sure and go to Keeneland. I strongly suggest for anybody out there that's never been, uh, it is well worth a trip um, to go see some horses run there. But yeah, so this year, and, and I did not get to see any of the Derby contenders, I did not go on Bluegrass Stakes Day. However, I have been paying attention to a lot of the field, and I think the most interesting thing is going to be the pace of of this race. I expect it to be pretty fast, especially if it's not muddy. Um, Classic Causeway out of the 17 spot is probably going to set the pace and uh, cut across the field. So that's going to be very interesting. As far as the favorites, all the favorites got a great draw. Um, the class of the race to me is obviously Zandon and he got the perfect draw right in the middle so it as far as favorites uh, it's going to be hard to bet against Zandon just because he he got such a great draw and the two horses next to him aren't very fast Uh, epicenter another one of the favorites should be pretty good however um, summer is tomorrow is right next to him out of the gate and summer is Tomorrow. Uh, the races that I've seen, that horse really likes to set the pace as well. So as long as Epicenter will stay back into the pack and not get drawn out into a early, um, into some speed early on, I think Epicenter, uh, you'll want to look for that early on. But Epicenter has a chance to win. But, of course, if I'm going to go with my money, it's going to be on Xan. And just that draw out of the 10 spot is going to be really hard. Um, so that Chad Brown is the owner. Uh, three and a half to one, four to one, you can get him on the morning line currently um that's going to be my pick to win
1: okay so classic causeway is coming out of the 17th spot but did you know i'm, I'm pretty certain i'm 100 correct on this a horse coming out of 17th spot has never won the
2: derby ever and that's not going to change this year classic causeway is going <laughs> to set the pace and then fall back and, and finish in the back third but uh on a slower race uh i would i would really like epicenter's chances um but i, I just think coming up the 17 classic causeway likes to get out and run uh you know <laughs> You'll see him cut across the, the by the first turn, cutting across, leading the pack, setting the pace early. And, and if this is a faster race, I just don't see anybody um, competing with Xander. Okay, Chad, what are your
0: picks? Well, and so the public knows. For those people who didn't grow up with horses, you don't really want your horse to go to the front right out of the back. And uh, now some of them's good enough to do it. I've seen one or two. Uh, seems like that one that won the Triple Crown. Justify. What was that? Justified. Uh, yeah, that. One went straight to the front and stayed there so that's i guess the best hard. i've seen two triple crown winners now
2: Well, that i think the last two derby winners have gone have gone wire to wire but you're right especially a race as long as the kentucky derby which is a very very long race uh it's usually a bad sign when your horse gets out in front
0: yeah that you don't i don't want my horse in the front uh, out of the start and uh, this race here they'll have up to 20 horses whereas most of your races you know may have six to ten that's the thing about the kentucky derby and um, Matter of fact, a few years ago, you might remember there was some controversy. That horse moved over a lane. Uh, That's how Countryside won. Whatever was the name of the horse? (laughs) They claimed he cheated. He moved (laughs) over a lane.
1: (laughs) Medina Spirit. You're talking about Medina Spirit and Country House.
0: That's right. And so Medina Spirit eased over a little too far and got in Country House's way. And then the argument was from all the people that were far Medina Spirit, well, there's 20 horses. There's no way for those horses to come around and uh and be together so this is the only time ever you have that many and so they'll bump around with each other i mean literally so where where they start at they got a long straight long run before they have to make any turns but they'll bump each other get in each other's way and then so the way i would usually win the kentucky derby is i would pick that trainer who got caught to be a cheater they kicked him out of the sport for a few years what was his name
1: bob baffert but bob baffert has some horses that he was training They were training under him. When that happened, they switched. But even in the uh, derby guide, it makes a note, formerly trained by Bob Baffert. There's two of them. Uh, One of them is Tyba. The other is Messier.
0: I want to thank LocationOne.com. Some of you know it as Lois for sponsoring today's podcast. In my opinion, Lois is the best Buildings and Sites database on the market. One of the reasons I think that is it gives you nationwide exposure. So I used to be the economic developer in Paducah, Kentucky, and I made a terrible mistake. I only put my Buildings and Sites on the Kentucky Economic Development Buildings and Sites database. Well, paducah bordered illinois and was within 30 or so miles of missouri indiana and tennessee so what sense did it make for me to not put my bills and sites on a nationwide database well lois does that for you looking back i should have put my bills and sites on lois it's also easy to use for an economic developer it's just like using facebook it walks you through how to insert your pictures and your information and so forth and the thing i like most it works well on my iPad. If I'm in an industrial building, I wanna be able to look at that thing on my iPad. Lois does that for me, other buildings and sites databases struggle with that. So if you got 10 or 15 minutes to spare, go over to location 1.com book yourself a demo and see if this can help your community have more success. All right, what well, not? we well, good. Then that's good, because that's who I picked. Well, that's good. That man knows how to cheat. That's just no question about it. I have been at too many races that his horse won, and, you know, it's a statistical anomaly. And so I have said to many people before, this man is cheating, but you might as well go with him if he's winning. So anyhow, my horse is number six horse, Messier. He's eight to one, and I picked him because he's ridden by John Velasquez. I think he's the best jockey and a lot of times the jockey can make a difference in this race because there's so many horses and you got to know when to go and when to pull back i mean you got to know when to hold them know when to fold them you know what i'm saying and he tends to know how to do that well i had no earthly idea that bob baffert had trained it so i feel even better about that right now so my horse is number six horse messier eight to one then i will pick the number three horse epicenter He won the Louisiana Derby in New Orleans. So I always, the Louisiana Derby uh, a lot of times does well in the Kentucky Derby. And then my long shot is the 16. He's 20 to one, Cyberknife is his name, but he won the Arkansas Derby. See, I like to pick horses as one. See here, Epicenter won the Louisiana Derby. Cyberknife won the Arkansas Derby, and he's 20 to one. I don't understand how the winner of the Arkansas Derby is 20 to one in the Kentucky Derby. So mine, I'm going to go 6-3-16. That gets me John Velasquez and Bob Baffert on the side, uh, the Louisiana Derby winner and the Arkansas Derby winner. And so then if I have to do four, Superfector, whatever y'all call it up there. Then I would go with the the 15 horse because I just moved to Florida and he won the Florida Derby. So then I will have the Louisiana Derby and the Florida Derby winners. White Aberio is his name. He's 10 to one, so he's got a good shot. He's ten to one. You don't want is it the one horse you don't want, uh,
2: or the or yeah, the twenty? So, which so one? a few things you should a few things you should know about the Derby. Some are are outliers probably, but as Chuck mentioned, the seventeen horse never won the Derby, so you could cross the seventeen horse off your list before you get started. That takes you from twenty two horses or twenty one, however big the field is, down to down to twenty one horses. The one horse, the horse on the rail, has not won since nineteen eighty six. Yeah, it's um, been a while. Yeah so so it's been about 40 years since a horse on the rail has won. Now that's a little different because they kind of uh altered the the track or the starting gate or something a few years ago I remember reading. So so the people on the rail should have a little more fair of a shot but still has not happened yet. So if you cross the one and the two horse out, you know, you can cut down to only 19 horses by then. If you pick four of them, you you're bound to hit one. Well, no my diagonal. horse is
0: the my horse is the 6. That's a good spot for him to come out of. Very,
2: yeah. very good spot. The middle, uh, you, you always want a horse there in the middle, somewhere between probably five and 13, five and 14 is a really good starting point for this race. It's a little different because the length and how many horses actually run in it.
0: And I will say this for the uh, justify the, the, the triple crown winner, the second one there, the last one. Uh, for that race, we were sitting down near the near the rail, uh, whereas for this one here, we're going to be sitting in the suites, which is nice, but you don't get nearly as close to the horses. Now, when you go to Churchill Downs, you can walk all around that track. Uh, you can go down to the paddock, and you can get very, very close to those horses. You, you can go down to the finish line, but anyhow, that horse, justify, he absolutely look different i could pick him out that day i mean that he was you you could just look at him and tell he was a superior horse he was just bigger and you know more muscular at all it was just he was he was now the other one that won american pharaoh won the triple crown he was kind of a small horse but uh you know usually i kind of like to look at him and see which one i like the only time i've ever seen where i just thought that horse just looks different than the rest of them was Justify. And sure enough he won the triple crown
2: are, are you sure Justify just wasn't eating some steroids according to your bob baffert theory
0: well he might he might have been i'm telling you that horse was in a class of his own he looked different than the other horses
1: well that's what uh, uh horse testosterone will do for you <laughs>
0: Is that what Bob Baffert was giving him, horse testosterone? <laughs> no, no. Well, I, I want to
1: make a disclaimer here. We we are not making any claims legally whatsoever against Bob Baffert in this podcast.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yes, there were such small traces that Bob Baffert probably hasn't cheated once in his life.
1: Yep. Well, look, my picks are very similar. Epicenter has ended up in all of our picks. Epicenter would be part of my superfect
0: And he won the Louisiana Derby.
1: That's right. Now I like Mo Donegal. I don't like where Mo Donegal is placed. I really hate that Mo Donegal is right on the rail starting out. But like you said, they fixed that, and Mo Donegal beat Zandon back in December, and Zandon's the favorite. And Mo Donegal right now is ten to one. I will probably be bet, be bet down. I would imagine that when the uh, when the horses go off, Mo Donegal will probably be bet down to around. similar to where Epicenter is now seven to two or six to one somewhere in there. Um, I also like Taiba, T-A-I-B-A. I I assume that's how you pronounce it. Taiba. That is also a former Bob Baffert trained horse and Mike Smith is the jockey. So very similar reasons to you picking Messier. Uh, I picked Taiba in my superfecta. Now, as far as long shots go, uh, right before we got on, we were talking about, um, Alex being at the at Keeneland, and you talked about Tawny Port and how good Tawny Port looked. Do you remember is that? that your Alex? Long
2: shot as Tawny Port.
1: No, Zozos is. Okay. Zozos is the same trainer as Tawny Port, and they're breaking side by side in the Derby.
2: Well, again, they're pretty far outside, especially if Classic Causeway does lead the pace, that's, which I suspect he might. Let me ask you about this Moe You really think, I mean, yeah, I agree. If he he did not get the one position on the rail, that his odds would be a little lower. But don't you think that so many people out there, especially those that listen to this podcast, know that you, the, the number one horse on the rail is, hasn't won the Derby in 40 years, and that will keep his odds up in the double-digit range?
1: Well, there hadn't been a long shot that won in since 1886 or something uh, when Country House won. But uh, that happened two years ago. So that's the thing about the Derby. That's what makes it so exciting, is anything can happen. When, when, uh, When the horses go off, the fastest and most exciting two minutes in sports commences. And it's a nail batter all the way through. Even when we were sitting there watching Justify, I thought, And I put money on Justify. The Canadians that were with us put money on Justify because Justify came through Canada in some way. We were all sitting there thinking, God, there's no way that Justify is going to win because Justify has been out there the whole time. But he did. Every year you can find a story where, well, that's never happened before.
2: In today's executive search spotlight, we're going to highlight the Montgomery County Action Council. This is Montgomery County, Kansas. They're hunting a new executive director. Uh, For those of you all not familiar with where Montgomery County, Kansas is, it's kind of right in between Kansas City and Tulsa. They're on the southern Kansas border, uh, close to Wichita and Joplin. So very good geography to recruit industry. They also have four industrial parks with space, so quite a bit of property. Also had a lot of success have several deals that are currently being developed or in the making, so they have a lot of momentum, a good opportunity to come in and win very quickly. They're looking for somebody that can do industrial recruitment, existing industry, um, anything job creation, as well as some image projection and helping the Montgomery County Action Council market. So if you're interested, go to thenextmovegroup.com backslash Montgomery. As far as pay, they are offering around $75,000 Seventy-five to $95,000. Competitive benefits, that's based on experience. So if you want some more information, visit that website. Look, we are running this job till Friday, May 27th. That's when the deadline is. So you have plenty of time to research it. For more questions, reach out to Brittany McCoy at 504-615-7174. Well, you, you put your money in Bodonicle. If we're speaking of long shots, I got one I want you all to take a look at. And that is Charge It. That is another Todd Fletcher horse around 21. Now, Charge It was one of the favorites in the Florida Derby and and just frankly stunk. Just ran horrible, horrible race. Um, But this horse has tons of speed if you look at his his practice times uh, and just ran a bad race. And, you know, that can happen, uh, especially a horse with with as many horses are in the the Florida Derby. So I would like uh, for a long shot to look at, at Charge It. Um, very very strong horse. If you look at some of his trial times, and Todd is a great trainer. That twenty to one out of the middle position—that uh, would be my long shot pick if you're looking to to do kind of a little two-dollar win place show bet. Um, that would not surprise me if 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 he at least showed or placed.
1: I don't disagree with that one either. That's the thing, though. Uh, I actually don't typically put a long shot in my bets on the derby i will earlier in the day and especially on oaks day it seems like oaks day a lot of long shots hit more often the day before on
2: friday well we got to have a much more important discussion than this this horse racing and uh do you prefer the kentucky lily over uh the mint julep over the mint julep
1: i hate to say it because i i love bourbon so much when i am at churchill down's if I want a mixed drink, I get the Oaks Lily. If I want bourbon, I just get bourbon straight. I don't put anything in my bourbon. I don't even. Well, that's water gonna, I'm going to tell
0: it. you right. I'm going to tell you right now that varies based on where you're sitting in that track. Because I, I I preferred the Lily previously, and what is it? A vodka drink? Yes, yep. vodka. So, for the folks listening, the Lily is a tradition on Friday, which is Kentucky Oaks. That's when the girl horses run, the Phillies, they call them. And they they
2: all dress in pink and and do breast
0: cancer. Everybody dresses in pink. Breast cancer survivors walk around the track, and and, uh, all the money goes, I'm sure not all of it, but some of the money goes for breast cancer uh, awareness and whatnot. And uh, anyway, uh, so their drink is the Lily, and it's a vodka drink. It's sweet, and it has, you know, it looks pink and it is good, and uh, uh, I like Chuck. I'm a bourbon and scotch drinker, so I would have thought that I would like the mint julep. That's the Kentucky Derby tradition. Now, they'll sell the lilies or the mint juleps either day, and I had a mint julep down in the grandstand, uh, and it wasn't very good. I just drank it to say I was drinking one at the Kentucky Derby. It was not very good. I had a mint julep in the jockey club suites, uh, and it was one of the best thing I ever drank. So I think I don't know if they use a different kind of bourbon. I don't know if the bartender just knows how to make it better. But that varies based on what what part of the track you're in. Well, well and,
2: and true, the reason but I, I know that, most I know most Kentuckians uh, all pro- and, and most of them are bourbon drinkers. Uh, not not a very strong fans of the the mint julep.
1: Well, and and the reason for that it was a little better upstairs, Chad, was because downstairs they make them in bulk and they're, they're carrying them around in those carts and you know they get watered down and that dilutes the bourbon a little bit and some of the mix and so but when you're upstairs and you get it made they make it fresh right in front of you and they do use a little little bit better bourbon but you know it, your favorite bourbon depends on your personal tastes you know and obviously there's lots of real high quality and expensive bourbons out there but at the end of the day it comes down to your taste and what you like personally
0: well, well, and I'll yes. tell people that the thing I like about the Kentucky Derby, it's the only event I have ever been to, Super Bowl a little bit, where you don't have to turn your head and you see all walks of life. You literally don't have to turn your head. You will see panhandlers begging you for money coming in on the side of the street. You will see preachers preaching that we're all going to hell. You will see college kids out in the infield, uh, drunk like that at tailgate. Uh, You will see horse people. You will see uh, uh, sheiks from overseas. You will see politicians. You literally don't have to turn your Tom Brady. You literally don't have to turn your head. And as far as the people watching, you will see everything in the world. And the only thing that I can compare it to is Super Bowl. But I think Kentucky Derby, yeah, Super Bowl had all those people I'm just saying, but they didn't have the college kids out stuck in the infield. And so that's that's where I give the Kentucky Derby a little bit of an edge as far as people watch it. So if any of y'all are gonna be there, the last Kentucky Derby I was at, I ran into Trey Harrison and Kel McDowell and some folks from Power South. Seems like every time I'm there, I run into people. Uh, So if y'all are there, feel free to text me and um, uh, I can probably come meet you somewhere. There's a whole lot of downtime. I mean, they only race about once every hour. And so there's a whole lot of downtime. And every time I've been there, I've I've went and met people. So uh, text me and we can probably find somewhere to meet either on Friday or Saturday.
1: Yeah, that's right. And uh, the last time we were there, I met two uh, celebrities while we were there. One was Avery Johnson. Uh, his wife dropped something underneath my chair when they were walking past us, <laughs> he came over and apologized. And then the other one, uh, we had a, a group of guests that were with us and they kept grabbing me every time somebody walked by, that looked like they had security. They would say, Oh, Chuck, Oh, Chuck, who is that? Who do you think that is? They've got security all around them. And I was looking at this guy and he, he had nice gray hair, uh, good tan looked fit. And I said, well, I can't tell from this angle, but it looks like the most interesting man in the world. And he turned, he heard me he turned around put his glasses down and said, it pays the bills. <laughs> <Real>. <laughs> and it was him. It was a Dos Equis guy. It was hilarious. But that was, I think the same year that they shot him into space on the commercial. So maybe he had just finished that up, but you're right. There's a lot that goes on at the Derby. There's a lot of people that are there and, and you know, the politicians and, and um, you know, governors and stuff, they're usually in the other tower. I feel like the other tower, the one opposite that we, we usually sit in is a little stuffier. I've been over there a few times. I've carried people over there a few times to meet congressmen and such. And, and I feel like where we where we usually are is more of a fun atmosphere. Uh, and people uh, are a little looser and, and have a good time, wouldn't you say?
0: Well, it's fun. I know that. Uh, I have been. So, uh, but yeah, if you send the jockey suites, it lets you go pretty much anywhere on the track. Isn't that right? So, yeah, you so can go can... down.
1: Yeah, you can go down anywhere you want to.
0: So you can go over to Millionaires Row, and so uh, Millionaires Row is where I saw like Tom Brady and those guys. And uh, but but our tickets get us over there, so you get to see all of them. But yeah, I would I would uh, I like where we sit, that's for sure. I, I wouldn't want to sit over there. The, actually, one of the uh, I don't guess disappointing is the right word because I, I guess one of the most shocking things I ever saw in my life was Millionaires Row at Churchill Downs. I just assumed that it would be uh, the best spot in the world to watch the Kentucky Derby. I went in there and it was all these tables where people could sit, And they had a little balcony. They could go stand on to watch it. It's no way all those people can fit on that balcony. So, so you go to millionaires row and you may end up watching the Kentucky Derby on a television. Uh, whereas in a jockey suite, they got lots of room. You can go out and find yourself, find yourself somewhere to watch it. But, but as far as watching it, I think the best time I ever had watching it, we, we had those seats. Pretty near the finish line in the grandstand. If you really want to watch the horses, you know that's a good spot to be. So there's there's multiple ways to watch the race uh, where you'll have a fine time.
1: Yep, I agree. Alex, what are your plans for this weekend? Are you going to be watching it from home? You having a derby party at your place?
2: No, no, I'll be in uh, I'll be in Paducah. Um, my son's got a soccer game that's going to end probably about two hours before the for the derby starts. So I'm going to go to that and probably fire up the smoker and 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 have some some dinner ready and, uh, and watch my long shots. And, and, you know, I might, now that I'm thinking about it, I might do a little exacta, with charge it and um, charge (laughs) it and Zandon. They're both got a middle draw and just see if that hits or not.
1: Now don't they simulcast at Bluegrass Downs? Do they simulcast it? Oh yes, they do.
2: They do. And Bluegrass Downs, they've got harness racing kind of like red mile there every once in a while, but they do simulcast it there. Um, There are lots of places that you can go watch it, especially in the, in the great state of Kentucky.
0: So before we hang up, let's go by picks again so then next week we can see who did the best. So I've got 6, 3, 16, 15.
2: Well, that well, means nothing. Four, whoa, 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 whoa. We're just naming four different horses.
0: That's what I got to do. Well, that's the four order I've got. The six to win, uh, the, the three to come in second, the 16 to come in third, and the 15 to come in fourth. That's my superfecta.
2: Do You go next, Chuck. I got to jot out All right, Super
1: my, my superfecta is – I'm going to say the name of the horses. Uh, Zandon, Epicenter, Modonagal, and Tyba. But that's not the order that I think they will come in. I would box them because I'm not 100% sure. But if I was forced to pick, I would say Epicenter, Tyba, Modonagal,
2: and Zandon. One through four. Well, I'm going to go with uh, uh, definitely Zandon to win. Now, that is the favorite, but, uh, you know, favorites seldom win. So I'm not taking a cop out there. So I'm going to go with the 10, 3, 8, 12. So 10, 3, 8, 12. And, of course, always box it. Um, you know, you're not going to just, just hit a super effective without boxing it. So 10, 3, 8, 12. I'm going to throw a $2 box on that. And uh, next week, you all can brag about how none of those horses hit.
0: So the only horse, the only hoss we all had is three epicenter. Yep. So we all had three epicenter. So for the listeners out there, when you watch them run around, uh, Saturday, uh, be looking for the number three.
1: Awesome. Well, look, thanks for jumping on here and doing a special, uh, edition of the next move group. We are jobs podcast. We'll be back with guests next week and, uh, we will see you then.